welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode in brand new season of E-Squared. I'm your host, Shanizay Tiff, and E-Squared is a faith-based platform redefining the way young professionals work in excellence. With this podcast, we're creating a space where we can come together and have transparent and transformative conversations about the challenges we face in doing so. I know, I know y'all, it's been quite a minute, and if you're not following me on Instagram, you're probably wondering why. Truth is, I'm still in school, and y'all, seasons change. (laughs) See what I did there? No, but for real, it was clear that I needed to take a moment, one, to receive clarity for what God wanted to do next with this project, and two, to start and finish senior year with excellence. And as soon as I wrapped up the season, I saw exactly why I was needed. I began traveling, attending conferences, and managing multiple leadership roles on campus. And I think the main thing I learned in this time is that in different seasons, your focus may have to shift, and that's okay. Sometimes, even with God-given ideas, we may feel the pressure to constantly produce, but it's essential to allow your brands to rest, breathe, exhale, and really ask God for strategy for what he's doing next regarding the vision he gave you. I know it can be hard sometimes, especially when people are asking you what's next or when's the next this or when's the next that. But I'm telling y'all, do not allow anyone to rush you out of where God has you. So yes, we're starting a new series. It's called Exhaling Through Uncertainty. And I can't wait for you to join us in the conversations we're having today. Abby Solo, welcome to the Square podcast. Hey, glad to be here. All right. So if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So my name is Abby Solaki Cole. Um, a lot of people just call me Abby. I am currently a program manager at the American Association of University Women. So what I do is uh, lead over the Start Smart program, which is basically a salary negotiation program for different women across the U.S. So uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Love that. So when I think about your life, and I tell you this often, there's a scripture that comes to mind. Second Samuel twenty two thirty three. God is my strong fortress. He clears the path I need to take. So I want to ask you, what did him clearing the path he needed to take look like? Yeah, so it wasn't super easy and super, super clear. One thing that I kind of understood was that God speaks in various, various ways. Um, But at the time where I had to apply for graduate school, I wasn't sure where he wanted me to go. So I had obviously different options. My options are where I apply to, right? I'm not sure where I should go. So what I'm going to do first is apply to the places I want to go, um, where I desire to go, where I have opportunity to go, where I think I may may grow or may develop in, in that certain um, university or location that I'm at. So I basically applied to the places I wanted to, right? I applied to different places. So somewhere in Maryland, somewhere in Georgia, and I had to just wait like the normal person, right? Like, let's see where I get accepted. And then from there, begin to pray um, and mm-hmm. say, okay, like, what do I want to do with what has come back to me? And so um, I was rejected from two schools and and then I was accepted literally to one, right? So it for the, you know, the average person, it's like, okay, that's where God is sending you. But for me, it wasn't just that easy. I was already working full time. So I didn't have to go to grad school. Um, I could just reapply the next year and still work full time. But I just felt this nudge. Um, it wasn't like, Abby, this says the Lord in my dream or anything like that. But it was just like this nudge of like, hey, I think you should go. <laughs> I think you should go. And mind you, this is me going out of state um, from Maryland, where I live now, you know, to Georgia. So it was like me responding to that nudge. 
Um, and so I decided to take yeah. it to prayer, like, okay, let me hear more of what God is saying or is possibly saying, because I'm actually not sure. And I just randomly like felt to go to a specific scripture, which honestly doesn't happen too often for me. But either way, I think in all, it's just following that nudge, that like gut feeling of, mm-hmm. of where to go and what to do. And so I read the scripture in Mark chapter 16. It basically says that in that very hour that Mary uh, Madeline, Mary, the mother of James and Salome went in the early morning to go and anoint Jesus. And when they got there, um, they looked up and they they were like, well, who's going to remove this stone? And as soon as they looked up, it says that the stone was removed. And for me, a really big thing about, you know, taking this step of uncertainty, like going into a whole new place, not knowing, okay, is God really speaking, blah, blah, blah. Like the main thing that God knew was in the way of me moving forward and going to Georgia was provision, right? Because I, I can't go to school <laughs> without tuition being paid, right? And rent being paid because I'm going to be having to live, you know, outside of, you know, my normal house and outside of where I normally live in in Maryland. And so God had to give me that word. He had to give me assurance. He didn't necessarily give me proof, right? It wasn't that I got a letter in the mail that, hey, all your tuition is going to be paid for. (laughs) But it was, I mean, that would have been great. But it didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen that way. It was more so him giving me assurance that it will happen. And that was what I needed to actually make that step um, to go to Georgia. And it was funny because I made the decision to go to Georgia right and then I Mm -hmm. said okay since I'm going here I need to find out how I'm going to pay so he's telling me that this is going to happen right your your tuition is going to be paid for everything is going to be paid for so with that word I did something I I applied for jobs I applied for scholarships I said okay if he's saying that I'm going to get money that means I have to go and do my part in doing that and so Mm -hmm. even before I left Maryland I got emails saying hey um, we're actually going to grant you in-state tuition so mind you that is not a hundred percent tuition paid but what it really is is God saying hey I'm doing something and I'm I'm glad you're doing something too here's the result of that of the application that you put in um and so that gave me assurance that, okay, he started something, he's going to finish it. But mind you, before that happened, I already said I'm, I'm going because of the word that he gave me while I was in prayer, because of the nudge that I received earlier on. And so I finally yeah. get to Georgia and I'm, re- I'm reminded of the scripture about when the, the woman went to the tomb, they looked up and then the tombstone was removed. And so what that meant for me mm-hmm. was when I stepped foot in this state when I'm physically here then everything is going to be resolved and so that's actually what happened I moved in I think it was a Saturday and God told me to enjoy the time with my friends mind you I already sent in all the applications I already did everything so after he told me that I decided not to look in my email anymore I'm not gonna you know I'm just gonna enjoy the time with my friends and be present and just be assured that by Monday (laughs) Uh, that you know this thing is going to be paid for by like the following Monday and so the week goes by and I get an email for an interview you know for a graduate research position a graduate research assistant position in the interview I was actually told that the position was filled and I wanted to cry um but what when (laughs) I mean yeah I wanted to cry and um and it's crazy because the lady who was interviewing me she said but everything you just told me about your past experiences you know your your previous full 
full-time position. It's actually something that we need. So what we're going to do is make a position for you. Then I actually cried. Mm. Then I actually cried. I cried (laughs) at the end of the interview. (laughs) And I told her, I said, you don't know what you just did. And then at the end of the interview, I realized, I said, the the word that God gave me was fulfilled. I said that when I stepped foot in Georgia, that the tombstone, right, the thing that's in the way, you know, which is the financial provision is going to be removed. Um, but I honestly, it's it's really the, the leadership of God that will bring us to that place. It's when we give God a chance. It's when we actually take that risk that we can see God rescue us and see God perform, you know, what he does, which is deliverance, which is helping us, which is right. stepping in. But it all really kind of takes us, you know, trusting in him and following that nudge, following that nudge. It it may not have so many words behind it, but we kind of just feel like, I think this is what I'm to do. You don't really know what's on the other end of things. And you literally let God step in at every point of your life. I think about Abraham, how he continued to listen to God. He, He didn't just take the kill your son and go all the way through with it. Had he not continued to listen, his son would have been dead. Um, And I love how you just continue to allow God to speak throughout your life and lead you. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, sure. Um, So just going based off of what you just shared, I think the principle of it is just hearing God every step of the way. Um, And so, you know, there have been a couple of times where I'm like, okay, God, uh, I think that and even in the context of, you know, my master's program, And there was a point in time where I was like super convinced that I was going to be going to um, this school in Maryland um, because I don't know, the director (laughs) invited me to the golf course to like tell me all about the program. And, you know, like they were literally pampering me and it was just so clear and obvious that I was going there. And so I was like, okay, I think this is where I'm supposed to be. It was you know, it was just like, this is just easy. I'll just come from home. I can still work full time and then be in school part time. It was just like the perfect plan. Um, and then again, I had that nudge. That's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Um, then I felt that nudge concerning Georgia. Um, and this is before I get any acceptances. This is before I actually find out that I wasn't even accepted into the University of Maryland that the Lord was like, yeah, um, you're going to Georgia. (laughs) And so, um, you know, sometimes our heart and uh, what things look around, look like around us, it can kind of speak and and kind of bring our own confirmation, like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. But it's important to, even when things look great, to still hear God, um, to still wonder what he's saying in that very moment. And I'm just glad that I, I listened and I just jumped in by faith. But hearing God every step of the way is super important. Um, so let's talk about seasons. So yes, how did an understanding of the concept of seasons help you get through this period? I, I always say this, that um, we, learned, uh, we learned a little bit about this actually, about seasons before we even became Christians, right? We learned this in elementary school about the different seasons. We have summer. You know, and after summer is fall, after fall is winter, after winter is is spring, and then summer again. It's it's us really honing in on the fact that if we're in a season, it's going to end, and the next season is going to come because it has to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just understand that a season of uncertainty is going to have to end at a certain point of time, and it's going to go into the next season of certainty. That if I'm using that same principle 
then I'm not really huffing and puffing. I'm not really anxious. I'm not, you know, worried because I have the understanding that this season is going to end. So if I'm in the season of the nighttime, I can be sure that the next season that's to come is the daytime. I can just be sure because God operates in principles. And so um, that really helped me navigate when I didn't have much money. Right. And I, and I was like, well, I know that this is only for a moment because after this period will come a time where I am hired. I know I'm going (laughs) to go from being, you know, basically broke to having a lot going from having so much time on my hands to not having much time on my hands. That's good. That's good. Now that you talk about the time, um, the opportunity, time to do things. That's the scripture. The yeah. scripture I think about is Proverbs, Proverbs 10, 5. It talks about know the importance of the season that you're in and a wise son you'll be. But what a waste when an incompetent son sleeps yeah. through his day of opportunity. How did you begin to like see this as a time of opportunity for you? Um, because it, it can be frustrating. Like, God, I left half of my stuff in another state. I'm waiting on you to speak. You know, I gave you a date to hear back from. I don't hear anything. Yeah. What What do I do now? I, I just, see. honestly, <laughs> John chapter nine, verse four. Um, it says, as long as it is, it is day, we must work, right? The works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. Just understanding mm-hmm. that right now in the time I have, I have no work. I don't have uh, an employer telling me I must be somewhere nine to five or nine thirty five thirty whatever the case is. I actually have time on my hands to do other things. And so thank God um, I have two other businesses. So I just told myself, well, this is the daytime concerning my business. It's not saying, mm-hmm. oh, night's going to come. I'm not going to make money. But when it comes to understanding that I can take this time that I have to build. Um, and so, yeah, like we just have to understand that while it's still day, while we have the time to use it, not to mope and to continue to cry about what's not happening, but to actually ask God to open up our eyes um, to the different doors of opportunity that he is actually trying to highlight to us so that we can actually take advantage. I mean, more than just, you know, working on my businesses, it's also about, you know, I'm really about, you mm-hmm. know, relational leadership. So I'm a leader in different capacities other than work. So I say, okay, these are the times that I can actually finally go to people's houses like I always wanted to, finally go to Bible studies, finally <laughs> have people like, oh, you know, you don't text that much. Now I can text, you know, that and being able to pour into people because, Um, It's actually more important that I take this open and available time, you know, to sow into people's eternal life than it is for me to be crying about that small thing that I know God is already going to do in the first place. Again, because I have the understanding that this season Mm. is going to end. Do we pray? Yes, but we pray with confidence and then we move forward with the time that's given to us to do what God is calling us to do in that very moment, which is to seize the opportunity, you know, to, to do ministry, to, um, you know, raise up our own selves when it comes to our own weaknesses and making them strengths and working on our character, working on our skills and our craft. Even along the lines of that, what you're talking about the weight, and we understand like God, he literally never wastes a season and every season that you're in is intentional. How did you practically weigh out? So I think the challenge that most of us have, sometimes we think that waiting in and of itself is good, which it is, but there's a challenge that we're given in Galatians chapter five, verse 22, about waiting. It says, but the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. 
So how I positioned myself, you know, to receive what God has for me first started with me asking God not to just help me wait, you know, but to help me, help me, I guess you could say, act right while waiting, right? Help me to be grateful. Help me to be content. Yeah. That's the word. And help me to be content while I'm waiting. Content with what? With what's in front of me, which is yeah. these people that God has called me to lead. Family. God, I'm finally back home, right? right? I've been gone in another state for a year and a half. How we act while waiting. And I think how we position ourselves is, um, you know, to just take advantage of what's in front of us. And while we do that, while we're content with that, the thing is that we'll receive that very thing that we're asking for. Um, and then kind of going back to you having to now leave Georgia, yeah. um, leave where you, you became comfortable again and have to go back to Maryland. That's not an easy thing to do. And it's almost as if God just, he brought you to a new city, you fell in love with it. And now he's like, all right, um, mm. let's go here. When you pack your load and go, it doesn't matter because God is with you. So Psalm chapter 16, verse five, it says, oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup you maintain my lot right it's talking about how god is our inheritance at the end of the day we get him so as long as i have him if he's saying i go to this place i go to that place it doesn't matter because he's there and he's with me and it says he's the portion of my inheritance and inheritance is what you get when someone dies and so well someone died for us who is jesus and so because he died, he said, it's better that I go, right? So that you can have the Holy Spirit. So wherever you go, he, you know, he's there with you. And so that's why I was able, yeah, I like Georgia. Yeah, I like Maryland too. I like a lot of other, I like South, I was in right. South Africa this past uh, summer. You know, I like that place too. And I really desire to go back. God knows that that's definitely a desire that I have. But I am more than happy to go wherever God's telling me to go. Because not only do I have him, but there's also what is for me is in the place that he's calling me to be. You position yourself through obedience of going to where God is calling you to go, right? Verse six says, these lines have fallen to me in right. pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. And so God can draw the line and say, okay, your time is up here. And you, because you know that he's a good father, you know that he only has good for you, good intentions. You say, you know what, God, I'm going to move forward because mm -hmm. you put this line here. It's in a pleasant place. That means that what you have for me is going to be a good inheritance. And so I, I willingly said, yes, right. Lord you know and I finally unpacked my stuff because I had my stuff like in my room <laughs> like packed up still ready to go back to Georgia as soon as God said this is yeah <laughs> as soon as God said like all right you're staying <laughs> I just started unpacking you know I said mm -hmm. let's do it you know and I think also this helps with that what's your history with God I know my history wow. I know that I know that God over and over and over starting from when I got saved that's because that's you know how let's much talk I can about remember that. when I gave my life to Christ it's like everything I that was a real problem to me even though honestly when you're 16 mm -hmm. real problems aren't real problems but at that time it is and God saw that and I see my history with God and how each and every time when he led me it led to something good it led to you know knowing more about him so I just know that I'm okay with God saying pack your load go back to Maryland <laughs> I'm okay with that because one he's with me and two I think about my history with him and how he's never failed me yet. And he's not going to start doing it now. Yeah. So it sounds like you have, you've just been building your understanding of who this God is, which, and, and it goes into the next question I have for you about the benefits of getting to know the one who's guiding your path, mm -hmm. which you pretty much answered it. Um, but to bring it home for some people, like I think about like working on a group project, if I'm working on a group project and I know Abby's on my team, I'm sleeping well every night because I know she's going to get her work done. Like I know, I know who you are. Yeah. I know your character. I know you're going to do what you have to do. I'm not asking, is she going to type what she needs to type in? Is she going to turn into PowerPoint? Well, I'm not questioning you because I know you. 
Um, and the same thing it, it is with God. You know, we hear the scripture, the truth, you know, will set you yeah. free. And we think salvation, yes. But even the truth, you know, about God himself will set you free from like anxious thoughts and things like that. So if you could just share, like, what are some truths? Um, I think about how God has always had good intentions toward me and that has never changed even while I was a sinner. It says even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he always had good intentions. He didn't die and say, okay, I'm dying for those who, no, he said for everybody. So even while I was messing up, even when I didn't believe in him, he had good intentions for me. So what more of now that I'm in Christ? Will his intentions change? No, they will never change. His love for me will never change. The Bible says nothing can separate me from the love of God. And so mm. that's just the things that's that good. I understand that yeah. God is for me um, and that he's not against me. He loves me and his plans and purposes for me, they're always good. You know, um, people like to quote Jeremiah 29, 11, And I like to quote it too, because it's just the truth, because it is spirit, <laughs> it is life. And so, you know, it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans of good and not of evil, you know, plans yeah. to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. And so that's just the simple truth. Like, I think that just sums up kind of what I've been holding on to. Mm. You know, he just has good plans. So if he's telling me to do something, I'm just going to do it, man. I don't know what's going to mm. come from it, but I just know that it's good. It's not of evil. It's a plan to prosper me, to give me a hope in the future. It's not like, you know, the many people who, you know, possibly in our lives we've come in contact with who kind of showed us a conditional type of love, who showed us, you know, that once we change or something that they themselves change toward us, their thoughts change right. toward us. But with God, his thoughts are always good toward us. So that's that's what I've been holding on to. Is there any advice that you would leave for somebody who may be, just in a similar spot, um, they're trying to figure out what, what God is saying to them. Yeah. What season am I in? You know, we're talking about seasons. Yeah. Um, so I have to start at the very, the very beginning, the way I started. Um, I did not start right. hearing and knowing about God until I said yes to him. It's a difference between knowing of a person and knowing them. So I know a lot of different celebrities. Mm. I know their birthdays. I know where they live, right? Like, oh, they're in California. They're in this place. Right. They're in that place. But that doesn't mean that I know them, right? So knowing of a person doesn't mean having a relationship with them. And you know that the way now to start communicating and, you know, going deep is through relationship, right? So I can't start having a relationship with these celebrities that I know um, of until I get to know them, right? And they know me. And so now switching it over to this, right? People who are in a place now, it's like, I feel like I have no direction. You know, I feel like I don't know what's going on, what's next, things like that. Well, I will say the very beginning is getting to know the one who actually set your path before you. So before you want to know your path, you need to know the one who made the path for you. Who is Jesus? Right. Who is Jesus? And he loves you. And that's just the truth. You know, he just loves us and he just wants the best for us. Um, so it's really about knowing the one who has created the path for you before even knowing the path. Yeah. And it's not that we get to know God just so that we can get this very thing that we want, right? Because that's a that's that's obviously like as we would call it fake, right? Like getting mm -hmm. to know a person to get something out of them and then abandon them abandoning them once we get that <laughs> thing. No, this right. is saying I understand that my purpose and where God has called me to be, you know, is found in him. And so I even encourage you, if it's just about a job, if it's just about a relationship, understand that's not all your purpose. There's something bigger than that. And to understand that and to know that you have to know the one who even wrote that out for you. 
Because the Bible says before you were created in your mother's womb, I knew you. So that's mm. that's the first step. Knowing Christ, accepting him as your Lord and Savior. Right. Um, I would just encourage, now that you know God, it's time to communicate with him. It's, it's time to say, God, where are you leading me? You know, it's time to read in scripture, you know, about different people in their journeys and see how God will speak to you through as you're reading uh, these scriptures. So stories of like... Um, I guess you can say Abraham, you know, with with Isaac and him waiting on God for that Abraham and Sarah Um, stories like uh, Joseph, you know, and him stories like Gideon. I mean, there's a lot of different people that you can read about and just seeing how God, you know, spoke to them, um, how God led them, how decisions were made. Moses, you know, there was a lot of back and forth with God and Moses. So maybe (laughs) maybe we'll start with that. Um, but that, that's, that's honestly my second recommendation. Like, okay, now, you know, the Lord, you said, yes. Okay. Now start to read, start to see how, you know, he interacted with people before because God doesn't change, right? He doesn't change. So get that, get that platform, get that template, which is written already in the word of God and see how God will begin to speak to you as he was speaking to those, those very people. Now, when it comes to practical things, let me tell you this, I wasn't praying and not applying. I know. So that's the thing. If you know that something is coming, Come you're going to prepare okay, for it. it. So part of that preparation, of course, in prayer, in getting guidance from God, but that's also in applying, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't sow the seed, when the water comes, what's going to grow? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I, I think when you talk about preparation, there's a way to properly prepare without receiving like that strategy from God. And that's that's a biblical principle. We see Joseph in the seven years yeah. of plenty. That's when he had to prepare for the seven years of famine, which we see the benefits of that. Yeah. He was able to feed, you know, his community, his family, himself, because he prepared in mm-hmm. the time, you know, where everything just it looked like everything was OK. He probably didn't understand why God was saying, you know, do this and do that. But he did it and he was ready um, for yeah. those seven years of famine. So that's interview. Change up your resume. I mean, there's people who, mm. you know, specialize in these different things. Call them up and say, hey, you know, can you look at my resume? Um, can you do a mock interview with me? You know, um, get get that area together as well. Um, that's definitely what I did. I applied. I mean, I was applying for fun at, at, at this point. I had over like, I don't know how many applications out there. Um, <laughs> and it just so happened that I ended up getting two different offers, <laughs> funny enough, in two different states. Um, and it was like an abundance of of opportunities that just began began to come, um, quote unquote, from nowhere, but it didn't come from nowhere. It came from my applications and my prayer. And so the Bible in Ecclesiastes 11, this is something I would encourage people to, yeah. to go and read. It talks about season the day. It says carpe diem and some versions, other versions say the value of diligence. And so it's good for us to learn that hey it says to spread your brother your brother your let me say that let me let me say that again <laughs> um but yeah ecclesiastes 11 it says to spread your bread upon many waters but mm-hmm. yeah spread your bread upon many waters and after a few days some will return onto you and so it's like i think of that bread as my applications look i'm just gonna put it out and see what comes back so as those things come back you begin to count the costs with those opportunities that come back you know after you have done your part yeah that's beautiful and i think where like the exhaling portion comes in all of this we don't do things the same way um the world does it the bible tells us like the the way they're concerned they're concerned about things we're not because we know who our father is and he will provide for us regardless scripture tells us proverbs 21 31 it says you can prepare your best for the day of battle but ultimately victory comes from the lord um and other versions say like the horse is made ready for the day of battle so 
God still wants us to make our horse ready to do those mm-hmm. practical things, but to understand the latter version of that scripture where, where we mm-hmm. see that the victory from all of this is going to come from God. Um, and that's where your soul can find rest. Um, and that's where you can find a peace of mind. So Abby, thank you. Thank you for say, bringing me here, great. man. I it was great. Um, I enjoyed it too. I enjoyed it as well. For anybody who's probably like, man, who is this girl? How can I find her? What's your, what's your, you can even do your, yeah. your business page as well. Cause I think that's going to be better. Um, you can follow me on instagram and um it's at couponing with auntie a u n t y abby a b b y so couponing with auntie abby um on instagram yeah i mean if it's like something like you want to start asking a lot of questions more so about this podcast then i would refer you to my email so that's um abby sola a b i s o l a um and then my last name a k i n k u o w o at gmail.com um and yeah we can always set up a time to chat if, if it comes to that or anything like that but uh yeah thank you so much tiffany for having me Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of E-Squared. If anything said resonated with you in any way, please share your feedback with us and also share this podcast with a friend. Thank you and we'll catch you in the next episode.